Hey everybody, I'm Caleb. And I'm Joey. And welcome to Two Preachers and a Podcast. This is uh, an idea that we've here at the Roanoke Church of Christ have been wanting to do for some time. Um, Joey and I are the ministers here at this congregation, and we are just trying to... Um, I guess, use whatever platforms uh, available to us to try to get the gospel out to the world. Um, and uh, Technology is something that is uh, readily available to so many people. Podcasting is something that's growing, and this is something that we have decided will be a good avenue for us uh, to use and to try uh, as a means of encouragement and also evangelism. Uh, so if you would, please share this podcast. Uh, if you're enjoying this, please uh, leave us a rating or review uh, wherever it is that you're listening uh, to this podcast. And we're just grateful that you are with us uh, here today. Uh, we're going to be doing this just just once a week. And uh, really, we're going to be, I guess, kind of answering a lot of different questions um, that people generally tend to ask um, as it c- pertains to the Bible and the church um, and different matters uh, such as that. Um, and today we're going to begin a series of, of questions um, that I've entitled, Why So Serious? Now, I don't know if you've uh, ever seen uh, the Batman movies, Joey. I'm sure you've seen yes. all the Batman movies. Um, but in uh, in The Dark Knight, uh, there's that scene where um, the Batman or the Joker acts like he's been killed and they, they bring him in. They think they've captured him um, and he ends up... Uh, I, I guess when I kind of think about it, it's kind of a violent movie, <laughs> but um, he gets up and he, and he kills the, the, the people who are there and he captures somebody and he's talking to the guy about why um, he looks the way that he looks. And uh, of course we, we all know, I think we all know the scene, but, but he says, he, he asks this question essentially. And, and this is what he says. Why so serious? So that's just where, <laughs> that's just where that, that scene is always stuck in my mind. Um, so I thought, I well, thought you were going to try to, to, to I- imitate that. it. <laughs> maybe, maybe that would have been better than that. Uh, hear you. <laughs> um, but I just thought that's kind of a, maybe use that as a springboard um, for the next couple of weeks as we talk about some things that we need to be very serious about um, in terms of, uh, of the Lord's church. Now, as we go through this podcast, you know, we kind of want to set the stage. This is just very conversational. This is very informal kind of thing. Um, Joey and I are just sitting up here, you know, one day a week, um, with an, with an open Bible, um, and some notes and just talking about, you know, different biblical subjects so that, that we don't, you know, we want you to be very comfortable, just, just basically enjoying a conversation, uh, with us today. Uh, and today we're going to open up here in episode one by talking about, and I guess answering the question, why so serious about Bible study? And I, I, I kind of couldn't really think of a better way to begin this, uh, because as it comes, as, as it pertains to Christians and the Lord's church, it all centers around um, God and his word. Um, and if we didn't have that, there would be no purpose, no point to what we do. Um, and obviously, because that his word has been preserved, you know, through time, through thousands of years for us today, evidently it's important enough to, to study. It. And obviously that's what God wants us to do. And that's what we're going to dive into uh, today. And we're going to kind of break this up into a few questions um, as we begin. And here's the first question I want to ask, and we'll kind of just open it up for discussion here. But I want to ask the question, what does it mean? to actually study the Bible? Um, because it's a question, you know, sometimes in, in congregations we ask for daily Bible readers and we take, keep track of that, or we ask, you know, well, who studied their Bible this week and so on and so forth. Well, what does that actually mean? What does that actually entail? Yeah, first, I'd like to say I, the question is a great one. Why so serious about Bible study? I, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but maybe you were in a doctor's office or in a waiting room or some public situation and you pulled out your Bible and we're reading it. Sometimes I've wondered if people were going to look at that and think, well, 
you know, you, you think you're better sure. than, sure. than me. Yeah, you're absolutely. trying to put that on show or something. And so it's more than that. You know, right. it's not really even that, but it is very, it's very serious. And uh, so the topic is a great one. And as I think about why, what it means to study the Bible, you know, it's definitely not just reading it. Right. Right. You know, I, I don't know, maybe you've had this experience too before where you were trying to read, say, one morning I was going to read three chapters of the Bible, and there have been occasions where I got through maybe a chapter and a half, and I caught myself, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> right. I wasn't even paying attention. I was reading, but right. I wasn't really paying attention. Something else had my attention at the moment, so it's it's definitely not just reading. It's right. more about attentive reading, you know, what knowing what you're reading and understanding what you're reading. Just thinking about that, I, I thought, well, I'll just open the dictionary and see what the dictionary says about study and see if there's anything in, you know, a, an official use of the word study that might be helpful to sure. us. And it says a devotion of time and attention to acquiring knowledge on, and the dictionary says an academic subject, but we could just think, you know, a biblical subject or the Bible in general here. And so think about it that way. Studying is a devotion of time and attention to acquiring knowledge, uh, and in this case, from God's Word. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, kind of going back to your your point, um, you talked about, you know, sometimes you catch yourself just kind of mindlessly reading yeah. it, right? And I, I think about, you know, when you're in school, um, if you do that with, you know, a, a textbook or you do that with, like, a study guide, you're getting ready for a test, um, and the, you know, in a very real sense, we, we are also getting, you know, getting ready for that great, that great final, that great test at the end. Um, and we need to make sure that we're studying it to where we are retaining those things. Um, and so the, the same way in, in, as it comes to, um, comes, you know, to the, to the school aspect, if you're just simply, you know, mindlessly reading through this, through the study guide, when it comes time to take the test, you're not going to remember anything, right? right? You're not going to remember any, anything you need to know to pass that test. So the same thing um, is with, uh, is, is with us as it comes to our study, make sure that we're actually attaining the things that, um, and that we are doing more than just reading. And I think sometimes, and this is, I, and I think this has gotten more and more popular over the last few years, but people talk about, you know, the yearly Bible reading plans. And I know that you do that and I do that as well. Um, and certainly they're good, um, and then they should be done. Um, but I think sometimes we get so caught up in just simply trying to read through the Bible, where I think sometimes, and, and if you do, and this is not a knock, I hope you understand what I'm saying, this is not a knock on that at all, but I think sometimes maybe we would benefit more if we, you know, read through one book, um, you know, for half a year. Um, because not necessarily, it's not necessarily, you know, who's read the Bible the most, as many times as, you know, the next person, but are you actually learning? And when you read slower, study more, you're able to, uh, you know, retain a whole lot more of what you read than you are just simply reading it just to read it, if that makes sense. Right. You're, you make a very valid point because, you know, like for a person who's trying to do daily Bible reading, if uh, you have a week where you get behind a couple of days and when you, you know, before you had three chapters to read in a day, and now all of a sudden it's the end of the week and you've got nine chapters right. to get back on track, it it can become more about just getting caught up to your schedule sure. than actually benefiting from what you're reading. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, yeah, and certainly it's more beneficial to, 
you know, not just mindlessly and quickly read through as fast as you can, but to try to get all that we can out of it. Um, that's, that's the whole point. I guess that kind of leads us um, in, into our next question. Why is this something that's so important to begin with? Why look at the Word of God? Why carve out time, you know, on a daily basis to try to actually study it? Yeah, again, a great question. I, I th- if I can take an illustration, you know, not yeah, necessarily uh, associated with the Bible and then and bridge that gap. You know, history was not one of my strengths in, in education. I didn't have a lot of interest in it, sure. and so I didn't pay attention as much in school. I didn't focus on learning history. And then later in life, I reached a point where, you know, a lot of that was becoming important to me, and I didn't know the history the right. way that uh, that I should, and I needed to know it. And so there were, was a period in my life where I wanted to try to learn more history, and I, I ran into a challenge. What history book do you read? Yeah. What author do you read from? Because they each may approach you know, even U.S. history or world history from a different perspective. And you don't, you know, if you don't know, you don't know uh, if you're going to get the right uh, information about history or you may get some prejudiced or skewed look at history. And so, man, if you bring that over to the Bible, right, and you think about, okay, here's a matter that deals with my eternal destiny, right? If you're just looking at the world and you say, okay, what what about life is important and what happens after this life? Where are you going to go yeah. for that knowledge and information? And I think of the statement that Peter made to Jesus in John chapter 6 and verse 68, after Jesus said, will you also go away to his disciples after, you know, the majority of the disciples, for, or the disciples forsook him. And Peter made the statement, he said, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. You know, and so when we talk about the Bible, we're talking about the book that contains the the words, not some words or a word, but the words of eternal life. That's why, to me, that's why the Bible is so important is because not only is it the source, but it's the only source. Yeah. Absolutely. That addresses those needs. Absolutely. Yeah, you can go to, you know, you look at our religious world and there's all kinds of different, you know, materials that people turn to and look to, but, you know, none of them are inspired. None of them are uh, able to span the amount of history, you know, with no contradictions, you know, in the way that the Bible is. Um, and, you know, a couple of things I thought about just, you know, why, why it's so important. I think first off, um, you know, we know in this life, obviously, there's a standard by which we have to live. So where do we find that standard? Well, we know for Christians, for, well, for everybody, um, it, it, it's it's the word of God, that being our authority, our standard by which we are to live. Uh, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, Jesus talked about the authority uh, that, that he holds. Um, we know that the word is what belongs to him. Uh, again, kind of going back to the idea, it, it's it's something that we're commanded to do in Scripture, right? Second Timothy 2, 15, it's just... I guess above all else, if there's no other reason to do it, it's just because we're commanded to do it. Um, and I think, you know, the the desire to do it grows, you know, as, as you do it more sure. often. Um, I talk about the fact that, you know, Psalm 119, 105, that word is a lamp to my feet, a light into my path. To my path. It, it's that which guides us um, in, in our everyday life. It's what gives us the ability to know what choices to make um, and, and where to turn in, in our life. Um, 
2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 is that which makes us complete. It makes us perfect. It makes us who we need to be in order to um, fulfill the cause of Christ here on this earth and for us to live faithful lives. Um, and then ultimately, because it's what we're going to be judged by, right? right? Jesus said, John 12, verse 48, um, he who rejects me, she's not my words, has that which judges him. The words that I've spoken will judge him in the last day. And I've, if you've heard me preach, you've heard me say this before. Um, but, you know, we can take the scriptures and we can make them say whatever we want to. Peter talked about that in Second Peter 3, verse 17, talking about those who uh, pervert and torture the scriptures to make them say what they want it to say. But that's not ultimately what we're going to be judged by. So it doesn't do anybody any good to do no, that. No, not at all. Um, and I, I guess I think about, you know, the the... the I think it's been said before, maybe it's four total questions, but the three questions that, you know, you ask yourself about your existence here on this earth, the idea of, you know, who am I? Why am I here? Um, you know, where did I come from? Where am I going? That, right. that kind of idea. And every single one of those things can be found within the word of God. And so if we would just simply take the time to study it and to see the importance of it, um, it, would, it would benefit us greatly. Yeah, I think you're spot on there. Well, so let, let's talk about this. We've, we've talked about Bible study. Obviously, it's extremely important. But are there other things that we can study, um, perhaps um, in, uh, in parallel with the scriptures? Um, is that okay to do that? You know, what, what's your take on that? I hope it's okay to look at <laughs> Right. <laughs> because, I mean, you don't even have to leave the leather cover of your Bible to confront that right. question right. right because if you turn all the way to the back mm -hmm. there's an index or a reference right. that's not the bible right right so <laughs> yeah so if you say i take the position that you can't use anything but the bible then you can't turn to the back of right because some man put that sure. together and included it and it's very helpful and i'm glad that you know the the creators and printers of our english texts have have done that for us it's very beneficial uh, so, yeah, uh, other books are very helpful. Uh, I think about the original languages that the Bible is mm. written in. You know, I don't. I know some Greek. I, I Well, at least I used to know the Hebrew alphabet. I, <laughs> I don't know if I could recite it uh, now, and I won't try for the sake of embarrassment. But I think about Hebrew and Greek lexicons, sure. very important tools for people who You've spent a few minutes learning how to use those tools. I think about an atlas, you know, mm -hmm. Bible maps that show you where these important places were. And, you know, I use a lot of commentaries. They're not my primary source, but sometimes I run across things in the Bible that I'm not real clear on, and I want to see what others have said about it. And I won't just go with one commentary, but I'll, I'll use several and compare what they said. You have to be careful. I, I think, I think it was Brother Curtis Cates that at least he said it in one of my preaching school classes. It may not have originated with him. I'm I'm not sure, but he said, uh, you know, the Bible sheds a lot of light on these commentaries, mm -hmm. and that's you know that's true. You uh, uh, you have to be careful right. uh, with other sources of information, but they can be helpful in your study of the Bible. Yeah, absolutely. I have, um, it's funny you say that because I actually have on my notes that exact quote because <laughs> Brother Mosier told us that in our classes because I, I never had the privilege of sitting uh, under the Well, they probably, case, but I'm, yeah. Yeah, they probably argued over who said it first. <laughs> That's right? exactly yeah. right. But but they're exactly right, though. Um, I think too many times, you know, and it's something my dad always told me. He always said, you know, when you open up a text, don't open up a commentary first. 
always read through it, see what you can, you know, glean from that. Um, and, you know, maybe if you're struggling to, you know, or to, to see which way you need to go, or maybe there's just, you know, multiple things that you can pull from it. You know, he said it's obviously okay to do that. Um, but certainly commentaries, you know, other books can serve as aids. Um, but kind of like we mentioned, well, let them be just that an aid, you right. know, don't let that be the main thing. Don't, um, don't get away from what it is that you're doing and the importance of, uh, of the Bible. So I think, I just think those are a couple of things to, to keep in mind. Um, how often should I study the Bible? And I guess, I think we all know the answer to this question. And I, maybe the, maybe another question should be asked of is, you know, do we actually do it as often as we're supposed to? Uh, but just, just for the sake of answering the question, how often, you know, are we to study the Bible? Yeah, I, I think it'd be wrong to say anything <laughs> else here other than daily. Right. 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 Uh, yeah. Psalm, Psalm one and verse two. Uh, yeah. And that all I meditate day and night. Right. Um, so I just, yeah, it's, 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 it's extremely important. So, yeah. And you know that, so, okay. You say that, you know, and it's a great plan and it, and it may not materialize every day, but I believe the important thing is to have a plan because yeah. if you don't have any plan at all and the, the daily Bible reading plans, I mean, I use one every year right? and am I perfect in it? No. Do I do some catching up? Yes. Uh, is my catching up reading as attentive as, you know, when I'm on track? Probably not, right. but I still think I benefit by sure. having a plan uh, that I follow, um, you know, one, you talked about this at the outset of, you know, being more about the mechanics of being a daily Bible reader than actually studying. I think you can find a, a merging place for both. You mm -hmm. can be a daily Bible reader and plan to read each day, but as you do, take note of things that you don't understand or comprehend fully, make a note of those, and then those can be the subjects of your deeper sure. study. Yeah, absolutely. Abs no, you're exactly right. Um, I think that's so important, you know. And just you mentioned the idea of, you know, sometimes you have to catch up and such. And we, we've alluded to that already. And I think this is where it kind of comes down to having the right mindset. You know, we talk about New Year's resolutions. And a lot of times you fall, you fall off of it, you know, a, right. a couple months in because you mess up or whatever. If you miss a couple of days or whatever – because because of the way life is, that doesn't mean just, you know, just give up throwing the towel and don't start reading until the beginning of next year, you know. Um, yeah. It's something that you continually do. Even if you do, you know, you miss uh, miss a day here or there, it, it's it's okay. Just, you know, like you said, um, make sure you have a plan. And I think that kind of takes us into our next one before we do that. Yeah, else. just one other thing uh, on that. I th in your daily Bible reading, I think a good goal is to – aim or aspire to get to the point that this, the psalmist spoke of in Psalm 1997, where he said, oh, how I love your law. Yeah. It is my meditation all the day. I, I hope, you know, and I hope for all of us, it's our goal to get to the point that we read the Bible and study the Bible so regularly that it is our meditation, right. even when we're away from it. Right. And it's not open in front of us. It's our meditation all the day sure. because that's gonna that's sure. gonna be the thing that helps us when we're confronted with temptation mm -hmm. and trials in life. If I have a regular practice of of having a mind filled with God's word, I'm gonna be 
better equipped to address those circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that kind of just triggered a thought too. I, I think about this from the aspect of, of a parent, you know, now that I have a, a one-year-old, um, you know, I'm having to think about things a whole lot differently. And now, you, uh, you know, we're beginning to look for opportunities to teach. Um, and that right there, you know, if, you, if you're reading and studying and you're meditating, then you're able to see opportunities and take them as teaching opportunities for your children, you know, and otherwise, right. you know, you wouldn't know how to um, make those things connect um, if you weren't, if you weren't meditating on it. So I think that's, uh, that's very important. Uh, as you know, last one, you, you mentioned having a plan. Um, and that's so important. And I think that kind of takes us into um, our last, um, uh, our last question as we could quickly go through this. And I kind of wanted to do this maybe, depending on how each episode flows, maybe do this at the end of each one, kind of call it, you know, toolbox time. You know, what are some practical things that um, our audience can take away from this particular episode? Um, specifically, obviously, with this one about Bible study, what are some things that, uh, you know, I think you think are helpful um, for, for someone who is trying uh, to be a serious Bible student? Yeah, I think it's, this is especially if you're going to approach this from the perspective of being a daily Bible reader each year. Sure. If you set a goal, you know, not not just for the sake of reading reading the Bible and checking a box, but if that's going to be your approach, as it has been mine, to, to read through the whole Bible in a year, one thing I learned very quickly is I need some variety. Sure. And so that would be my main tip or trick is each year to approach it, try to from a different perspective with a little, you know, add a little variety to it. So like maybe the first year you read through just regularly, I just started Genesis and I read, divide it up, follow some kind of schedule Mm -hmm. that will end me on revelation when at the end of the year, then maybe the next year, I invest in a chronological Bible and read the Bible chronologically. And that I've found that to be very helpful. Then maybe the next year I read with a map or a set of maps beside me when I'm reading. And anytime a place is mentioned, I'll go find it on the map or in my Bible software. And uh, that helps me connect it uh, visually. So I I think variety is a good tool. Absolutely. No, I think that that's, that's uh, extremely beneficial, um, you know, uh, for daily Bible readers making sure. Cause I think, and I think that's kind of the problem when you don't do that, you can get kind of bogged down in the, just the methodical, this is the same thing over and over, you know, here, here's a new year. I got to sit down and read it again. You know? Yeah. Then you're like me, you're three <laughs> chapters in and you're like, Oh, wait. wait a minute. What did I just read? <laughs> right, right. So, no, you're exactly right. And I think one of the things I thought of was, you know, consistency, um, making sure you're doing this, uh, making it a priority to do it um, as, as often as you can. Um, and I think and I think a lot of it boils down to this one. The And it's, it's kind of about your mindset and your attitude, um, something internal, making sure that, you know, you see yourself as someone who can benefit from this, not just as something that like, you know, when somebody says, are you reading your Bible every day that you can just say yes, because you are, but you see it as, as something that's beneficial and helpful. Uh, but then that you also, you know, have that hunger and that attitude to grow as, as you read it and as you study it. Um, and you've heard it said before many times, every time you open up the Bible, you should be able to learn something from it. And maybe, you know, maybe not necessarily just, you know, if you're reading just to read it, but if you are doing it, um, if you're doing daily study, then you are going to be able to pull something, I think, you know, from, from, from your study. Yeah. You make a very good point there. A lot of times the circumstances that you're going through in life Uh will 
highlight things right. in the Bible that you've, you've maybe read 20 times, sure. but because of those situations and circumstances, you see a certain situation differently maybe, and it adds depth to your understanding of a passage of Scripture and an event in Jesus' life or an apostle's life or you know something of okay. that, that nature. So it's important to keep reading and couple that with your life experience right. to provide depth to your spiritual right. knowledge. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, you, we read the Bible. You know, we restudy. You know, every day. Um, and be, you know, more I guess in preparation for sermons and for classes and, and stuff. And yeah, that, it's it's amazing that you know you read a passage like you said however many times. Um, but more often than not, you are able to pull something different. You know, and I, you, this at the point in we were in our recording of this. Um, a couple of days ago when we preached, um, we preached over the mission statement here at, you know, the, at the Roanoke Church of Christ. And uh, we, I kind of joked and said, you know, we could have preached the exact same topic because uh, we split it up just to give us both two different areas, but we could have preached the same topic and come up with two completely right. different sermons, you know, completely but, different outline. Right, right. Right. And that's just, that's the beauty of the word of God. Um, it, there's just, it's so rich. Same it's, truth, right? Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Uh, but it's just, it's so deep. It's so rich. Um, and it's there. If you would, if, if you and I would just simply study it the way that we should. So, uh, Joey, appreciate you, uh, doing this podcast with me. This is just episode number one. Hopefully we'll be able to do one of these every single week. We're grateful that you, uh, you stopped by to, to listen to this podcast. Um, Joey, do you have anything else you want to throw in here? I don't think so. Okay. Good deal. Well, appreciate you all being with us. Uh, again, you can find our podcast, um, on any of your podcast platforms. You do need to look for, um, it's called Roanoke Church of Christ or, RCOC. I guess I, I guess we should. Now that looks bad because I don't know we even know what it's called. Yeah, you probably ought to scrub that. Maybe. <laughs> um, <an> outro. <laughs> um, or just leave it. I, I think I'm going to leave it. Just uh, that's just that's just how. Pod, if you ever podcasted before, you know that that's exactly how it goes. Hey Caleb, have a plan. Yeah, that's exactly right. Maybe I should take some of my own advice. Um, but uh, we will get this out on all of our social media platforms. You'll be able to find the podcast, I promise you. Trust me. Um, and next week, I will be more prepared with a better plan. <laughs> but until then, thank you so much for being with us. And God bless.